Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, my name is Craig Ellingson. I'm the sports editor at the Edmonton Journal. And this is our Oilers podcast for March 6, 2015. With me on the phone from Chicago is Jim Matheson, our Oilers beat writer. Hi, Matty. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Well, Oilers heading into the, the beginning of a road trip here, a five-game roadie uh, against the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. Uh, and obviously we, the trade deadline has come and gone, and we're going to start seeing probably more and more uh, additions out there on the ice as we've already seen, obviously, you know, against the uh, LA Kings on Tuesday, but uh, that's what we'll be focused. You know, that's be more of the focus to see on what what the Oilers have in the system and uh, uh, who's a keeper and who's not. Well, and it's true. Although they only get one more call up, uh, barring injuries, so the players they do have here uh, will be playing. Uh, one of those, just uh, Jordan Osterle. Uh He's played three games against three of the probably top eight teams in the league in Anaheim, St. Louis, and Los Angeles, and, and then he's going to get the Chicago Blackhawks to kick off a five-game road trip, so I, I can't think of four tougher teams that don't stop landing. No Buffalo Linus, uh, no Columbus is in there to uh, his NHL career, but I guess that's a good barometer for the coaching staff, because they can take a look at uh, Osterley playing against the very best teams in the National Hockey League and get a better reading for them. And the game against the Blackhawks will be more of a uh, skating game, which is more up Australia's alley as opposed to uh, playing the bigger teams, Anaheim, L.A., and, and uh, St. Louis. So it will be interesting to see how he does. And, you know, this is a great opportunity for a kid who probably didn't think he was going to get this one. He probably thought he might get a, you know, just a, a little cup of tea where he'd... Uh, He'd be up for two games, and they'd say, "Okay, that's enough. Try to go back now." But with uh, the injury to Keaton and the trade of Jeff Petrie, he's uh, thrown into the fire and uh, the deep end. And uh, so far, he hasn't drowned, and he hasn't burned his hands badly. And so, what have what have we what have you seen from Jordan Osterley so far? What's what is his mo coming? You know, obviously, he's been with the Oilers here for more than a week. Uh, what what have you seen so far? Well, a uh, very fast skater. Uh, more along the lines of the way National Hockey League defenses are built now. They're um, going to be a shutdown type NHL defense, and I think he's got some offensive ability, but not a whole lot. Uh, but he gets back on the pucks in a hurry when they're dumped in and shot in, and then he, he makes a good, you know, as they say, first pass up, up the ice. So uh, his, his strength issues might be there until he gets a little bit stronger, only 185 pounds, and I don't think you know, it's tough to play in the NHL with 185 pounds defense when you have to put some weight on. But so far, his skating ability is his whole card, and he gets himself in and out of trouble because he can skate so well. And, you know, I would never compare him to, to somebody, say, uh, of Scott Niedermeyer, the Hall of Famer, but he made his bones in the National Hockey League by being a great skater and getting himself in and out of trouble as well and um, making plays quickly because he was so much better skater than anybody else and uh, I think 
you know, Austin Lee is going to be an NHL player. That's uh, what he's going to have to do. Now, Martin Marinson's uh, up with the Oilers as well. Uh, and in many ways, this is an addition time for him too, although if we're trying to read the tea leaves, it's not as though Marinson has, well, Marinson hasn't been with the club for the majority of the season. And, uh, you know, even though he came into the uh, training camp, uh, probably, with, you know, penciled in on as, a, as, a, as an NHL defenseman, he certainly right. uh, went down fairly soon to the AHL. Well, he didn't uh, win himself any friends, uh, I don't think, with the coaching staff in, in uh, preseason because they didn't feel he came in as strong as they wanted him to uh, physically. They wanted him to play tougher on the puck carriers. And, uh, you know, he was, you know, bent down, uh, much to, I think, a lot of people surprised that he played 44 games last year. But he's been up and down, and you're right. He's got, uh, you know, another six weeks to show what he can do as well. And I think he doesn't fit into their plans as solidly, say, as Oscar Clefbaum, who's now playing 20 minutes a game, or Darnell Nurse, uh, the first-round pick, who's going to probably start the year next year in, in uh, Bakersfield. And Marinson seems to be the third wheel right now, but there's still opportunity for him to show what he can do. And I, I found it a, a little surprising that the, the coaching staff seemed to give up on him very quickly in training camp, yet they put up with the fact that as Greg McTavish said, Nikita Nikita didn't come to camp in shape. You know, four and a half million dollar contract uh, for two years, uh, salary tier for two years. So, a uh, younger player, I guess, they gave up on Linson, told him to go to the minors, and Nikita was able to uh, play his way into, into shape. But he's been hurt several times, and uh, he's another one, I think. He's not a farmhand, but he's got to show what he can do also when he gets back and plays. You know, sometime on this road trip for the remainder of the season, he's had a very poor season, as far as I can tell. But they're they've pretty much hitched their wagons into Keaton. I mean, he's still got another year after this one uh, at four and a half million bucks. I mean, unless I don't know, uh, you uh, wave him or whatever. Well, they're not waving him. No, no, I've yeah. <laughs> Maybe on the team next, especially the you team know, next year, but they Mc, want him to play better. Yeah, so. no, well, McTavish always uh, thinks Craig, he's a top. Craig McTavish, yeah, he says he's a top four defenseman in yeah. the National Hockey League, so. It certainly doesn't look that that high up the uh, the food chain this season, but uh, he has played lots of minutes in the National Hockey League, so he needs to bounce back here next year for sure. Now, are we going to see? Uh, I mean, Anton Lander, uh, you know, hurt his shoulder, uh, and he's on the trip with the team. We might see him sooner than later. Another guy who's you know, even though he's played very well these last two months. You know, is he is he a lock uh, for the Oilers? Uh, you know, thinking about next season. Um, probably third line center. Um, I didn't. I wouldn't have said that um, a couple of months ago. And certainly he's spinning his wheels there for several years, up and down on recalls, and he never seemed to stick. And when he did play, he didn't get any points. This year he's getting points, and he now seems to be a dependable two-way center, which is what you want from your third line center, uh, able to you know pick up enough points to to you know make that more more than just a fourth line win a face-off type guy. So, yeah, I think he solidified his position, and uh, good for him. I mean, that's a, we haven't had many second-round draft choices uh, since 2006 that have, have panned out, but it looks like Lander, you know, with his pedigree, was a really good player in the Swedish League. Looks like he's finally got it, and I would say he's a lock for next year unless, uh, you know, he gets hurt, knock on wood or anything like that. Now, you wrote about, uh, in Hockey World, today's edition of the journal, uh, as your main piece, the owners need 
to go out and find a, if not a bona fide number one goalie, uh, someone who has got potential to be that number one guy, as Ben Scrivens and Victor Faust haven't aren't haven't shown that they can do that. And you uh, ran through different a few different scenarios, but you know you uh, focused on mostly on Cam Talbot of the Rangers and uh, Martin Jones of the LA Kings. Uh, well, neither one of those is is a starter either. But sometimes you got to take a leap of faith and, and trade for somebody who hopefully can be a starter. And and Cam Talbot, uh, who's a little bit older, uh, I think he's twenty eight, is never going to be the starter in New York with the Rangers as long as Henrik Lundqvist is there. But he's played very well since Lundqvist out with the uh, neck injury and I think his stock has gone up in New York uh, and Mark Messier of course lives in New York and has seen Cam Talbot a fair bit and he's now advising him the Oilers so they got a fairly good book on Talbot from Messier Martin Jones is uh, more of a wild card and that he never plays in Los Angeles because you know Sutter plays Jonathan Quick every game but Jones has got the requisite size six foot four um, and you know, from everybody I talked to says he's every bit as good as Jonathan Bernier was when he was the backup in Los Angeles and he got traded to the Maple Leafs um, for Ben Scrivens, actually, and Matt Fratton, who's from Edmonton and a draft pick a couple of years ago. So they're both wild cards to a degree, but sometimes I think the owner's got to take a shot at that. And the two teams I'm talking about, the Rangers and the Kings, neither one has the first-round draft choice this year because they both gave them up in trades. Uh, and... You know, if you're going to go to a team looking for a goaltender, at least you've got the second pick in the first round this year, David Perron, Pittsburgh pick to uh, make a trade. Would either of those goalies be worth that first-round pick, do you think? Yes, absolutely. What's a first-round draft choice anyway? They're not. It's not a pick in the top five. It's a pick that could be 25. Right. So, I mean, I think sometimes we, uh, we, we bad-mouth picking goaltenders that early. Well, the owners don't have a depth of goaltenders in their system. You know, they have Lauren Boussois that they're very high on, but he's the only one that they talk about in glowing terms. So there's a lot of goalies that um, are out there, and uh, they need another one to challenge. And I don't think Boussois is quite ready to be an NHL goalie, but the other two guys, Jones and Talbot, are at least on NHL rosters right now. All right, thanks, Matty. We're going to leave it at that, as you have a uh, got to get down to... Uh to, I was going to call it Chicago Stadium. I mean the United Center for tonight's the game. The lovely United Center, the airport hangar. That's as big as an airport hangar. <laughs> All right, Maddie. thanks very much. We'll talk to you later.